Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? Hello, hello, hello. How's everybody doing? Hope I got some good sound on this podcast. How you guys doing? You're listening to, welcome to, you're listening to the YFYI podcast. I'm your host, Sonny D. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with me as I'm going on and through my journey in the beauty industry. This is the YFYI podcast. If you're a new listener, welcome to the podcast. If you're a repeat listener, if you're a subscriber, even better, welcome back, welcome back. This is the podcast where you come to get information on how to take your career to the next level, maybe some inspiration occasionally, a joke here or there, definitely some motivation, and where you come to get plugged in, to get refocused, to get re-energized about the journey that we are on, this journey to becoming the the thing, the, the person, the business, the entity, the example that we all set out to be when we embarked on our careers. You know, we, I'm in the beauty industry, so I do talk and reference our industry a lot, but in any industry, when you get started, when you're just getting going, you take that first step on your journey. You take that step with the intention of becoming an outrageous success. You take that step with the intention of, of achieving some goal that you set out for when you started. So say you just went to school to become a hairstylist. Obviously, that first goal that you set out for is to become a hairstylist. Right, and then you become a hairstylist. That next goal, maybe you know you're going to become an educator, or maybe you have in your sights you're thinking about becoming a salon owner. Maybe you want to be a hairstylist to the stars, or whatever it is you want to be. You want to become a platform artist. It's one goal leading to the next. Now, when I come on the podcast, I get to share with you ideas, things that are popping into my head, things that are happening in my own business. I'm a salon owner, I'm an educator, a platform artist, but I started as a stylist. That's where I started. That was my foundation. I, like a lot of you guys, and maybe some of you didn't uh, go to a Paul Mitchell school, but I went to a Paul Mitchell school in Orlando, graduated just over 11 years ago. And when I graduated, my, my first step, my first goal was to become a hairstylist and become a successful hairstylist. Now, success means different things to each person, but to me, it's being able to like make a living, a good living as a hairstylist. And then I started looking out there to see what's next, becoming an educator. That was another thing I had. And then after I saw that, I was like, what's next? Becoming a platform artist. And then what's next? You know, I thought someday I would become a salon owner. I did become a salon owner seven years ago, so I was only, you know, four years into my career. It was a lot sooner than I thought I would become a salon owner. And by all means, I 
had no clue. So I, I wouldn't say I was a business person at that point. I was an artist trying to become a business person. And that took a few years to understand like business is a whole different art. It's a whole different ball game. It's like kind of like if you're an athlete and you go to a completely different sport. Now you might have been awesome at, you know, playing football and then you're like, all right, and you I'm gonna take off the pads and I'm gonna go play basketball. That's a different game. So there's a whole new skill set. Now, if you have athletic ability, it's not gonna take you maybe as long. You probably pick it up pretty quickly if you have athletic ability. Now, I wanna talk about that for a second because a lot of people you know, have athletic ability and they can go. There's been a few that have done it at a pro level. There was a guy, Bo Jackson, he played baseball and he played football. Uh, remember Michael Jordan even, he went from basketball and then he, he gave it a shot at baseball. I think right now there's uh, Tim Tebow. I think he's a you know football looking to cross over and go to, I think it's baseball. Now people do that. Now you have to understand like these are like world class athletes and they're like the best at whatever the sport is that they play and that's like three. There may be four or five out there that have done it at a pro level. You know, so when you're talking about going from one sport to the next at a pro level, not too many people do it. When you translate that into our world, you see stylists go from stylists to business owners. Most of them actually they're never really making the crossover. Meaning, they're still a stylist playing business owner. So that for me was a huge challenge because I wanted to go from a stylist to actually not from playing a business owner to actually being a business owner. Now what does that mean in my, in my eyes? Like a, a real business owner means that you've built something that operates and it can even operate independent of you. Now, I'm not quite where I want to be 100% with the business model. And I call it a model because it's something, you know, that you're building that you can then duplicate. And we've been successful duplicating it to an extent. We have a second location here in Tampa. And when I started to understand, like, what a real business is versus a playing a business owner, that's when I started to make the shift. So I had to learn how to how to empower people, how to create leaders, how to create systems, how to create something that people could duplicate at with the lowest level of skill coming into the company, like a person that just started could actually be successful day one. You know, that's a huge thing because that means that you've got something that's duplicatable. When you're trying to duplicate something, now you may be certain parts of your business, you know, you're like, well, I'm the only one that can do that. And that's fine, but just know that if that's an important part of your business and you're the only one that can do it, you're kind of, you're chained to that thing, whatever that thing is. So developing a real business is going to involve creating something that's duplicatable. When you're trying to do that, that's going to involve creating something that's simple. And I always say, can like a third grader do it? And if you can get it to that level of it can be taught and the third grader can do it, from the like that kind of detail and that kind of like step by step and play by play, then you may be onto something. 
and for a lot of a lot of my colleagues out there, I mean, it's like when when do I take the jump? Like I said, I didn't know, like when it was gonna happen. I wasn't like, all right, at my fourth year in the industry, I'm becoming a salon owner. That's not how it went at all. I didn't know. I said, you know, someday. I was kind of like on that someday de- that deal that where you just like someday it's where like maybe never. But I was like, yeah, someday I'd like to become a salon owner. And what the real reason behind me becoming a salon owner sooner than later had a lot to do with problems that I was seeing out there in the industry. At the time, I was working in an awesome salon here in Tampa, and I was also teaching at our local Paul Mitchell school. Now, when I started at the school, we had, you know, I think six students. It was like the first six that enrolled. So it was like very manageable. I was still learning. I had no clue what I was doing. I'm not even quite sure like why I got hired. I think I was just enthusiastic and like motivated about like not knowing really anything, but I was fired up. So they're like, ah, we can use that. So I got hired. So I'm there. Don't know what I'm doing, but I'm learning like how to do what I'm supposed to be able to teach. And I'm working in the salon all day, working in school all night. Well, the school grew and it started growing exponentially and went from six students to like 60 to like 100. And and as it grew over the years, the few years that I was there, I would basically hire people that I thought were awesome and bring them into the salon that I was working at. And that worked for a while until that salon was kind of filled and there was really no more room. And so, and all of these students that kept pouring in that we were training started to get out and they would go to salon XYZ and you'd see them a month later and you say, hey, how's it going? And I would hear some like horror stories. I mean, people didn't know what to do with our graduates that were coming out. They didn't know, like really, it sounded like to me, they didn't know what they were doing. And we had started our training program and created something cool at the salon I was at and it was working for us and I just thought you know what there's an opportunity here because these students are getting out no one knows what to do with them people sounds like they don't even know what they're doing and what if we expanded and opened up more salons so I kicked that idea around I took it to the salon owner that I was working for at the time he kind of was into it kind of wasn't but end of the day it was his call so he was like no we're not going to do that right now and after a while you know I kept seeing this kind of repetitive motion happen where people were getting out not finding the right job not finding the right salon a lot of them were just quitting moving going into other careers I'm like man this is a broken this is a broken industry there's like there's a broken system right here and I was like somebody needs to start opening salons that really kind of focuses on what to do with Paul Mitchell graduates, like what are the next steps? So as I started to think about that and kept thinking, you know, somebody, 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 you know, one day I'm like sitting there and I'm like, you know what, what if nobody's going to do it? What if, what if you did it? And all of a sudden that idea got in my head and it just kind of grew and I would think about it and I'd shut it out, kick it out of my brain. That probably happened for a good year. So finally I got to a point where I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to go for it. You know, what do I got to lose? I started to get more confidence in myself. I said, worst case is I fail miserably and go out of business and that's not that bad. So if that's the worst thing that could happen, I might as well go for it. So I ended up going 
you know, to the salon owner that I worked with or worked for, because I was really like adamant about one thing. I wasn't going to do something, you know, behind uh, that salon owner's back. They were good to me. It just, we had kind of got to a crossroads where I felt like I was ready to make this move. And so I, I was like, I'm not going to plan or do anything. I'm going to have a conversation. I'm going to be a professional. I'm going to, you know, you know, put in my notice that I'm leaving and then I'm going to get started. So that was a little bit of a gamble because that left me with like that one job, you know, at the, at the school. And that was how I came to become a salon owner. And it was, it probably still was another solid almost year before I got a location. And it's a long kind of process, but I, I tried to partner up with a couple of different people, lost a ton of money, failed miserably twice. Finally, the third time it was like I had nothing left and, and got into a situation where I was able to go in with a minimal, minimal deposit, you know, begged, borrowed and, and did everything short of stealing from friends and, you know, family to help out, come up with a little security deposit and was able to get in a salon and get started. And it was a salon, it was actually a barbershop that went out of business, so it was already pre-furnished. I had a little bit of furniture, but I didn't really have anything. And that was it. And I remember at that point, I was like literally on, on the balls, you know, of my heels, like with nothing. Like, And at that point, I was now, you know, resigned from the school and had no salon job and had no money. It was really running on fumes. So when I got into this situation, we're talking about like, I had like 600 bucks to my name. And the way I got that was I went to a little pawn shop down here on Del Mabry in Tampa and I pawned a white gold necklace that I had. And that was like my money, my startup money, that 600 bucks. So I could get some products to put on the shelf and color so we could color people's hair. And luckily I found that salon that was fully furnished. And the landlord of that plaza took a gamble on me because they were trying to sell it as a turnkey operation for like $40,000. And I'm like, I got no money. And I just kept, you know, working on it and talking to the guy. And, you know, he saw something he believed and he gave me a shot and he, he let us get in there. And as they say, you know, the rest is kind of history. And I mean, it was a grind. I mean, in the beginning, you know, and I literally ran out of cash in those beginning days and ended up with, you know, no place to live. My card got repoed. I was actually uh, living in the salon. Like I was living in the back of the salon on a cot, on a little metal fold-out cot. And I would actually make my food on a hot plate on the counter in the back room. I would make breakfast. I would make dinner. I had no, no money, like no place to live. So I lived in the salon almost for a year. I lived in the back of that salon. It was crazy because everyone would come in and it would be like, hey, you know what, you know, this guy, like I was always there first and people, <laughs> people didn't know, like the reason I was always there first is because I lived there. I like had my little cot, I would fold out at night in the office or I'd bring it out in the, uh, in the, in the wash house area that we have where it's, like there were some curtains there and I'd set my cot up at night, sleep, wake up early in the morning and put my cot away and get ready. Now, getting ready was a whole nother thing, and I'd have, I'll have to do a, a show, a share a short video I created, but there's a, um, an area in the back of our, our first salon, which is an Oldsmar, there's a slop sink. And in that slop sink, we have like one of those, you know, those other, uh, like it's, 
It's like a mop sink, but then we have a slop sink. It's like a portable little one you can hook up in there. Big old plastic, deep, you know, basin to clean out our color bowls. So that little mop sink, you know, has has a it's just a square, and there's a drain on the floor, and there's the faucets that are right mounted onto the wall. So what I would do is, I'd actually take out that little portable like slop sink out of the basin where which is a mop sink, mop slop. I know it's crazy. Um, I would take that out of there, and then I rigged up uh, a wire contraption that would be attached to the wall about, you know, six feet off the ground on the wall above. And it was just this like metal like wire that was making a circle. So it would be up there all the time. And actually, I think it might even, I don't even know, it might still be up there. But that metal wire is up there. And I got, I went, got a shower curtain, got all the little hooks, and I would take that shower curtain out. I'd hook it up to this wire and it just made a little circle with the curtain coming down so I could get inside of it. And I, you know, put on my flip-flops, stand in the mop sink, and had just enough room for me to fit in there and be able to kind of not even really turn around, but I could take a shower. And that was my shower. So I'd set that up, that little contraption, take a shower early in the morning. I had a little nozzle that I hooked onto the faucet that ran up, and a little shower head, portable shower head. So it was all like I could take it up, you know, set it up, take it down every morning. Nobody knew the wiser. And that little shower became my shower. And I was, you know, I'd get in there, do my thing, shower up, feeling great, get dressed, you know, ready to roll, get the salon going, get everything all set up for the team to come in in the morning and off to the races. You know, and that's, I wanted to share that story because I don't really, I mean, share that, you know, very few people know, but that's the beginning, you know, and that's, that's taken a step. So as you guys are out there and you're thinking, you know, what are you willing to do is, is the question. You know, we're coming up on the end of 2016, so I thought it'd be appropriate to share. I mean, that I think is an example of what it takes, doing whatever it takes. And this year coming up, 2017, if you want this to be the year, if you want this to, you know, if you're not happy when you look in the rearview mirror with the way 2016 looked, or you know that you know you put out but you didn't put out all that you could have you know you didn't get it done you know that you left money on the table you know that you have more in you i want you to think back to this podcast maybe this story can inspire you to the level that you have to be willing to go for it because when i made a decision to go all in on my mission with the salon 1.0 and opening these salons and coming out with a different way of bringing people right out of school, no clientele, raising them up from the ground up, building a business with no money, homeless at that time. I was willing to make the sacrifice and will still make the sacrifice. But that's an example of doing whatever it takes. So as you're getting ready to get into your 20, I mean, it's December 30th, guys, 2016. As you're getting ready to go into your new year, I want you to ask yourself the question, have I given all that I can? Am I doing whatever it takes every single day to build my business, to build my salon, to build my clientele, to contribute to my team? Where did I come up short in 2016? What are things that I'm going to do differently to make this next year the year that I'm going to look back on and say, you know what? You went after it. You got after it in 2017 like nobody's business. So I want you to think about that and come back to this story from time to time. 
as you're getting ready to embark on your 2017. Because that's the kind of attitude. That's what it's going to take to take you, your business, your career to the next level. And that's, that's what you're going to need to have in your sights. Like, are you willing to do that? How far are you willing to go for this thing, this career, this success, this goal that you put out there that you said, this is what I want? And not settle. And not, oh, it's too hard. It's, you know, I had, I had plenty of chances. I had plenty of opportunities and I had plenty of reasons to go ahead and fold up my tent and go home. I could have just went and worked for a salon and been doing really well, making money, got my got myself back on my feet. But I believe in what I'm doing to the point of it's a purpose. It's become a mission in my life to continue to drive this, this message forward and build this company. And I need you to be like that about your career, about your mission, about your vision, about your goal, to where you're willing to do whatever it takes. That's the kind of attitude, that's the kind of mindset shift it's going to take to make it happen in 2017. So I hope this message helps you guys out. I'm excited to spend the next you know, couple of days knocking out some more podcasts, bringing in the new year. So I know you guys are too. You're going to go out there this weekend. You're going to make some resolutions. You're going to be around some people. But I want you to think about this and think how you're going to set yourself up, that first step, and then the next step, and then the next goal to tear it off. I want you to tear the roof off of 2017. Everything else is in the rear view now, guys. Everything else is in the rear view. It's what's ahead and what you're going to do with that next step that matters. So hope this helps you guys out. As always, I enjoy having you guys on the podcast, listening. Thanks for your attention. Make sure you share this with somebody. Share this with a friend. Share this with a colleague. Share this with your team. Share this with your spouse. Share this with anybody you think could use a little checkup from the neck up that's ready to dig in deep and make it happen this year. And as always... You know, when you're sharing, you're posting, you're commenting. If you're on our new Instagram page, we got some people starting to follow. I appreciate that. Make sure you check out our Instagram page for your first year in. It's just easy, at your first year in. And if you haven't got a copy of my book, Your First Year in the Beauty Industry, How to Not Just Survive But Thrive, you can get your copy. Just go to yourfirstyearin.com. That's yourfirstyearin.com. Order a copy. I'll sign it with my own two hands. I put it in the envelope. I put the address label on there. And guess what else I do? I take it to the post office and stick it in the mailbox. I'm doing it. So I'm sending it out to you. Grab that and make sure you're a subscriber to the podcast. Leave a rating. Leave a review. If you like some of the stuff that I'm, I'm spitting out there, leave a rating and review. Let me know. And that'll help get our podcast discovered by the masses. I want to get this thing in the, in the top of the charts in the podcast store. When people go in there, they're going to see the YFY podcast and it's going to be because of listeners like you. So do that for me. I'd really appreciate it. Share the podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or anything I can do, look up Sunny D on any of the social mediums. I'm out there. Drop a line, even if it's just to say hi and you like the episode or anything. Drop a line. I'd love to hear from you. And other than that, guys, it's been another great episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for letting me share. Thanks for sharing your time. And I look forward to seeing you real soon. And remember the YFYI podcast. What is it about? It's about me helping you get in the mind frame, get in the mindset, get the attitude going, helping you learn how to build your career right once or else you're going to be doomed to have to build it again. Thanks for listening, guys. And I will talk to you guys real soon.